Welcome to the Bible 365 podcast. My name is Randy Gudo, and it is day 293. Our reading for today is coming from Jeremiah chapters 35 and 36, 1 Timothy chapter 5, Psalm chapter 89, verses 14 through 37, and Proverbs chapter 25, verses 25 through 27. The translation I'm using throughout this podcast is the English Standard Version, also known as the ESV, and our format is the one-year Bible. Let's read. Jeremiah chapter 35. The word that came to Jeremiah from the Lord in the days of Jehoiakim, the son of Josiah, king of Judah, go to the house of the Rechabites and speak with them and bring them to the house of the Lord into one of the chambers, then offer them wine to drink. So I took Jeazaniah, the son of Jeremiah, son of Habazaniah, and his brothers and all his sons in the whole house of the Rechabites. I brought them to the house of the Lord into the chamber of the sons of Hanan, the son of Igdaliah, the man of God, which was near the chamber of the officials, above the chamber of Maaseah, the son of Shalom, keeper of the threshold. Then I set before the Rechabites pitchers full of wine and cups, and I said to them, Drink wine. But they answered, We will drink no wine. For Jonadab, the son of Rechab, our father, commanded us, You shall not drink wine, neither you nor your sons forever. You shall not build a house. You shall not sow seed. You shall not plant or have a vineyard. But you shall live in tents all your days, that you may live many days in the land where you sojourn. We have obeyed the voice of Jonadab, the son of Rechab, our father, in all that he commanded us, to drink no wine all our days, ourselves, our wives, our sons, or our daughters, and not to build houses to dwell in. We have no vineyard or field or seed, but we have lived in tents and have obeyed and done all that Jonadab, our father, commanded us. But when Nebuchadnezzar, king of Babylon, came up against the land, we said, Come, and let us go to Jerusalem for fear of the army of the Chaldeans and the army of the Syrians. So we are living in Jerusalem. Then the word of the Lord came to Jeremiah, Thus says the Lord of hosts, the God of Israel, Go and say to the people of Judah and the inhabitants of Jerusalem, Will you not receive instruction and listen to my words, declares the Lord? The command that Jonadab, the son of Rechab, gave to his sons, to drink no wine, has been kept, and they drink none to this day, for they have obeyed their father's command. I have spoken to you persistently, but you have not listened to me. I have sent to you all my servants the prophets, sending them persistently, saying, Turn now every one of you from his evil way, and amend your deeds, and do not go after other gods to serve them, and then you shall dwell in the land that I gave to you and your fathers, but you did not incline your ear or listen to me. The sons of Jonadab, the son of Rechab, have kept the command that their father gave them, but this people has not obeyed me. Therefore, thus says the Lord, the God of hosts, the God of Israel, Behold, I am bringing upon Judah and all the inhabitants of Jerusalem all the disaster that I have pronounced against them, because I have spoken to them and they have not listened. I have called to them and they have not answered. But to the house of the Rechabites, Jeremiah said, Thus says the Lord of hosts, the God of Israel, Because you have obeyed the command of Jonadab your father and kept all his precepts and done all that he commanded you. Therefore, thus says the Lord of hosts, the God of Israel, Jonadab the son of Rechab shall never lack a man to stand before me. Jeremiah chapter 36. In the fourth year of Jehoiakim, the son of Josiah, king of Judah, this word came to Jeremiah from the Lord. Take a scroll and write on it all the words that I have spoken to you against Israel and Judah and all the nations, from the day I spoke to you, from the days of Josiah until today, 
It may be that the house of Judah will hear all the disaster that I intend to do to them, so that everyone may turn from his evil way, and that I may forgive their iniquity and their sin. Then Jeremiah called Barak the son of Neriah, and Barak wrote on a scroll at the dictation of Jeremiah all the words of the Lord that he had spoken to him. And Jeremiah ordered Barak, saying, I am banned from going to the house of the Lord, so you are to go. And on a day of fasting, in the hearing of all the people in the Lord's house, you shall read the words of the Lord from the scroll that you have written at my dictation. You shall read them also in the hearing of all the men of Judah who come out of their cities. It may be that their plea for mercy will come before the Lord, and that everyone will turn from his evil way. For great is the anger and wrath that the Lord has pronounced against this people." And Barak the son of Neriah did all that Jeremiah the prophet ordered him about reading from the scroll the words of the Lord in the Lord's house. In the fifth year of Jehoiakim the son of Josiah, king of Judah, in the ninth month, all the people in Jerusalem and all the people who came from the cities of Judah to Jerusalem proclaimed a fast before the Lord. Then, in the hearing of all the people, Barak read the words of Jeremiah from the scroll in the house of the Lord in the chamber of Gemariah the son of Shaphan the secretary, which was in the upper court, at the entry of the new gate of the Lord's house. When Micaiah the son of Gemariah, son of Shaphan, heard all the words of the Lord from the scroll, he went down to the king's house, into the secretary's chamber, and all the officials were sitting there, Elishamah the secretary, Deliah the son of Shemaiah, Elnathan the son of Akbor, Gemariah the son of Shaphan, Zedekiah the son of Hananiah, and all the officials. And Micaiah told them all the words that he had heard, when Barak read the scroll in the hearing of the people. Then all the officials sent Jehudai the son of Nethaniah, son of Shelemiah, son of Cushai, to say to Barak, Take in your hand the scroll that you read in the hearing of the people, and come. So Barak the son of Neriah took the scroll in his hand and came to them. And they said to him, Sit down and read it. So Barak read it to them. When they heard all the words, they turned to one another in fear, and they said to Barak, We must report all these words to the king. Then they asked Barak, Tell us, please, how did you write all these words? Was it at his dictation? Barak answered them, He dictated all these words to me, while I wrote them with ink on the scroll. Then the officials said to Barak, Go and hide, you and Jeremiah, and let no one know where you are. So they went into the court to the king, having put the scroll in the chamber of Elishamah the secretary, and they reported all the words to the king. Then the king sent Jehudai to get the scroll, and he took it from the chamber of Elishamah the secretary. And Jehudai read it to the king and all the officials who stood beside the king. It was the ninth month, and the king was sitting in the winter house, and there was a fire burning in the fire pot before him. As Jehudai read three or four columns, the king would cut them off with a knife and throw them into the fire in the fire pot, until the entire scroll was consumed in the fire that was in the fire pot. Yet neither the king nor any of his servants who heard all these words was afraid, nor did they tear their garments. Even when Elnathan and Deliah and Gemariah urged the king not to burn the scroll, he would not listen to them. And the king commanded Jeremiel, the king's son, and Sariah, the son of Azrael, and Shelemiah, the son of Abdiel, to seize Barak the secretary and Jeremiah the prophet. But the Lord hid them. Now after the king had burned the scroll with the words that Barak wrote at Jeremiah's dictation, the word of the Lord came to Jeremiah, Take another scroll and write on it all the former words that were in the first scroll, which Jehoiakim, the king of Judah, has burned. And concerning Jehoiakim, king of Judah, you shall say, Thus says the Lord, 
you have burned this scroll, saying, Why have you written in it that the king of Babylon will certainly come and destroy this land, and will cut off from it man and beast? Therefore, thus says the Lord concerning Jehoiakim, king of Judah, He shall have none to sit on the throne of David, and his dead body shall be cast out to the heat by day and the frost by night. And I will punish him and his offspring and his servants for their iniquity. I will bring upon them and upon the inhabitants of Jerusalem and upon the people of Judah all the disaster that I have pronounced against them, but they would not hear. Then Jeremiah took another scroll and gave it to Barak the scribe, the son of Neriah, who wrote on it at the dictation of Jeremiah all the words of the scroll that Jehoiakim king of Judah had burned in the fire, and many similar words were added to them. 1 Timothy chapter 5 Do not rebuke an older man, but encourage him as you would a father, younger men as brothers, older women as mothers, younger women as sisters, in all purity. Honor widows who are truly widows. But if a widow has children or grandchildren, let them first learn to show godliness to their own household and to make some return to their parents, for this is pleasing in the sight of God. She who is truly a widow, left all alone, has set her hope on God and continues in supplications and prayers night and day. But she who is self-indulgent is dead even while she lives. Command these things as well, so that they may be without reproach. But if anyone does not provide for his relatives, and especially for members of his household, he has denied the faith and is worse than an unbeliever. Let a widow be enrolled if she is not less than sixty years of age, having been the wife of one husband, and having a reputation for good works. If she has brought up children, has shown hospitality, has washed the feet of the saints, has cared for the afflicted, and has devoted herself to every good work, but refuse to enroll younger widows, for when their passions draw them away from Christ, they desire to marry and so incur condemnation for having abandoned their former faith. Besides that, they learn to be idlers, going about from house to house, and not only idlers, but also gossips and busybodies, saying what they should not. So I would have younger widows marry, bear children, manage their households, and give the adversary no occasion for slander, for some have already strayed after Satan. If any believing woman has relatives who are widows, let her care for them. Let the church not be burdened, so that it may care for those who are truly widows. Let the elders who rule well be considered worthy of double honor, especially those who labor in preaching and teaching. For the scripture says, You shall not muzzle an ox when it treads out the grain, and the laborer deserves his wages. Do not admit a charge against an elder except on the evidence of two or three witnesses. As for those who persist in sin, rebuke them in the presence of all, so that the rest may stand in fear. In the presence of God and of Christ Jesus and of the elect angels, I charge you to keep these rules without prejudging, doing nothing from partiality. Do not be hasty in the laying on of hands, nor take part in the sins of others. Keep yourself pure. No longer drink only water, but use a little wine for the sake of your stomach and your frequent ailments. The sins of some people are conspicuous, going before them to judgment, but the sins of others appear later. So also good works are conspicuous, and even those that are not cannot remain hidden. Psalm chapter 89, verses 14 through 37. Righteousness and justice are the foundation of your throne. Steadfast love and faithfulness go before you. Blessed are the people who know the festal shout, who walk, O Lord, in the light of your face, 
who exult in your name all the day and in your righteousness are exalted. For you are the glory of their strength. By your favor our horn is exalted. For our shield belongs to the Lord, our King to the Holy One of Israel. Of old you spoke in a vision to your godly one and said, I have granted help to one who is mighty. I have exalted one chosen from the people. I have found David, my servant. With my holy oil I have anointed him, so that my hand shall be established with him. My arm also shall strengthen him. The enemy shall not outwit him. The wicked shall not humble him. I will crush his foes before him and strike down those who hate him. My faithfulness and my steadfast love shall be with him, and in my name shall his horn be exalted. I will set his hand on the sea and his right hand on the rivers. He shall cry to me, You are my Father, my God, and the rock of my salvation. And I will make him the firstborn, the highest of the kings of the earth. My steadfast love I will keep for him forever, and my covenant will stand firm for him. I will establish his offspring forever and his throne as the days of the heavens. If his children forsake my law and do not walk according to my rules, if they violate my statutes and do not keep my commandments, then I will punish their transgression with the rod and their iniquity with stripes. But I will not remove from him my steadfast love or be false to my faithfulness. I will not violate my covenant or alter the word that went forth from my lips. Once for all I have sworn by my holiness, I will not lie to David. His offspring shall endure forever, his throne as long as the sun before me. Like the moon it shall be established forever, a faithful witness in the skies. Selah. Proverbs chapter 25, verses 25 through 27. Like cold water to a thirsty soul, so is good news from a far country. Like a muddied spring or a polluted fountain is a righteous man who gives way before the wicked. It is not good to eat much honey, nor is it glorious to seek one's own glory. Today's devotional is coming from 1 Timothy chapter 5. This chapter is just so powerful. A lot of instructions, a lot of order, a lot of rules. Paul talks about how to treat and deal with an older man, an older woman, younger man, younger woman, how to deal with accusations, widows, taking care of your parents, and even how to take care of preaching elders who labor in the word and doctrine. And then Paul comes here in verse 22 and he says, Do not be hasty in the laying on of hands, nor take part in the sins of others. Keep yourself pure. The NLT says it like this, Never be in a hurry about appointing a church leader. Do not share in the sins of others. Keep yourself pure. When I read this verse today, I thought about when I first came to Christ. I was 16 years old, and I was just an absolute zealot. Within two and a half weeks, I was preaching out of the back of my truck in the same parking lot where I used to party and fight and just cut up. And before I ever even got in ministry, which was many years later, I was always busy serving in some capacity, always available if my pastor needed me or any leader in the church. But I really battled with discouragement because I'd think, how come people aren't really using me in a particular way? I'm ready to preach. I'm ready to teach. Let me stand up on that platform. Let me just tell you now, if you really want the platform, I hope you never get the platform or that God will do his work inside of you, which is bring you to a great place of humility and brokenness. And one thing I've learned in my own life 
is that ministry is spelled brokenness. What was taken so long for Randy Gudo to be put in a position of leadership? Well, it was my pastor obeying the word of God that says not to be hasty in the laying on of hands, or as the NLT says it, never be in a hurry about appointing a church leader. We have people today because of the rise of social media, because people can maybe communicate a little bit, or they're really good at stealing messages from other preachers, that they can get a persona, they're online, they learn how to make really cool statements, and they get mass followings of people. However, they've not been tested. They have not been proven. Let me tell you right now, there's nothing wrong with not being in a hurry. It's actually scriptural. The Bible says, do not be hasty. Do not be in a hurry. Maybe you're listening to me right now and you have a passion and a strong desire for ministry. And perhaps you've been serving the Lord for a short period of time and you're just getting bitter. You're like, man, people are passing over me. They don't see the gifts that are on the inside of me. I want to encourage you to be cautious that there's not a level of pride inside of you that you're not trying to get ahead of God's timing and His order. I think it's very interesting that in the same verse that says, do not be hasty in the laying on of hands, it also says, nor take part in the sins of others. And there's a heavy responsibility that we have as pastors and as leaders in the body of Christ when you put somebody up in front of other people and you appoint them as a church leader And if they are not ready, and if there are some serious issues, then you have a share in that. So what's the word for preachers? Keep yourself pure. Don't get in a hurry. Don't share in the sins of others. What's the word of encouragement? For those of you who are waiting to be used by God, don't be in a hurry. If you feel like, well, my pastor just doesn't see me. Listen, God is greater than any human being. He is the one who sees anyway. He's the one who exalts. So wait on the Lord. Keep yourself pure. Let's pray. Father, we come to you in the name of Jesus. And God, I just thank you today for your wisdom. I thank you that we can draw from your wisdom right here in the word of God. Help us not to be hasty and impatient when we're in that season of waiting for you to put us into the place that you have called us to. Help us as leaders not to be hasty, not to be in a hurry in regards to putting people in a position of leadership. Help us to keep ourselves pure. Draw us close by the presence of your Holy Spirit and reveal your Son to us. We ask all of these things in the precious name of Jesus. Amen. Well, I hope that you enjoyed today's devotional. If you're getting something out of the Bible 365 podcast, make sure to share it with your friends and with your family. Please continue to pray for me. I'm praying for you. Have a great day, everyone, and I will see you tomorrow with day 294.